Okay, so this is a really weird way to start off a podcast, but we're, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Let's roll. So a few months ago before quarantine, I bought a subscription to Masterclass. And if you don't know, that's the thing where they have a bunch of celebrities to, talking about the thing that they're best known for. Um, and up until now, I have not been using that service at all. Um, one of the things that I have been looking into is a course by Brandon McMillan. And if you don't know who that is, he's basically like this celebrity dog trainer, dog whisperer type. Now, the thing that had me looking into this was because my sister has a dog. And every once in a while, I see this dog and he barks like crazy at me, even though he knows that I'm in the house and he's friendly with me. He's wagging his tail the entire time. So I was like, how do I address this? Now, while I did find a tactic to make the dog stop barking as much, which apparently involves filling a plastic water bottle with 20 pennies and then shaking it at the dog while saying, quiet, I have my doubts about whether or not that's going to be effective. What I did get from him was fascinating. I learned a lot about dating, validated a lot of the stuff that I've been teaching about dating through his course, and I'm going to explain that to you next. Well, the first thing that he talks about is that if you're going to have any kind of rapport with your dog, if your dog is going to listen to you at all, it needs to start off with a foundation of trust. Now, that part isn't, I think, that surprising to most of us, right? If the dog doesn't trust us, they're just not going to listen. They're going to run away. They're going to bark at us. They're going to get real aggressive, really deep into fight or flight. There's no opportunity to learn. However, one of the things that he says during this course, which I thought was kind of surprising and remarkably insightful, was this. I don't believe in dominance. I hate dominance. What I believe instead in is leadership. Dominance is trying to control behavior through fear. Leadership is this dog is inspired to learn from me and it looks up to me and it wants to be like me. Now, I bring this up within the dating context because I think that a lot of male pickup type stuff, and there's female pickup stuff out there too, and it's just as awful, but a lot of the male stuff centers around dominance. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's attractive in the bedroom sometimes if you wind up with someone who's looking for a very manly man, but at the same time, I think that it presents kind of the same sort of issue. When masculinity and dominance are interlinked, it puts us in a very awkward situation where if I'm not being dominant enough, my masculinity is in question and now I'm upset, right? Because I'm not being given the opportunity to be masculine, therefore I'm unattractive. It's this whole cascade of things. Now, I don't know that this is what happens for most people when they go through this. This is simply my experience with it. Um, And I kind of agree with Brandon McMillan here When it comes to people, when it comes to interacting with people, when it comes to relationships in general, dominance has its place, but more often than not, it's less effective than the alternative. And I suppose I should probably be extra clear here. I'm not comparing the girl that you're dating to a dog or the guy that you're dating to a dog. However, it's remarkable hearing about the similarities in psychology between what works with people and what works with animal training. 
And I think the overlap here is that we both have like similar parts of the brain, like the older parts of our brain are not unlike what happens within dogs. We just have newer technology built on top of that with the prefrontal cortex, in addition to a number of other things. But the baseline decision-making, the baseline emotions are still there. That's why we bond so strongly with dogs and they with us. It's it's There's a lot of overlap. So that being said, it's not meant to be a demeaning thing. However, it is really remarkable to see how much they're aligned. Now, the other thing that he brings up in this masterclass, which I found equally fascinating, was, well, how do I build trust with this dog? How does that happen? How do I get to a point where this dog wants to like, wants to follow my orders, right? How do I get to a point where this dog thinks of me as a leader? And what he said was stunning. I was totally taken off guard by what he brought up next. And it's this. What the animal brain responds to the most is authenticity. (laughs) That was so validating for me to hear. What the dog brain responds to the most, what the animal brain responds to the most is authenticity. And we can think of the animal brain as the emotional brain. What lights up her emotions the most the same as what it would what would light up any other animal's brain. Authenticity. Now, the example that he gives is that he had this chihuahua named Lulu, right? And for four years, whenever he tried to get close to Lulu, the dog would like tremble violently or run away because it was chihuahua and they do that. Um, and he was saying that it wasn't until his Jack Russell Terrier died and he cried in front of that other dog four years later. That Lulu came up to him and sat in his lap, and that's how he knew that she was ready. Ready to accept his leadership, ready to bond, ready to connect. Now, does that mean that you need to go and start weeping uncontrollably in front of your next date? No, it does not. But I think it hints at the same exact thing that we've been talking about here on this podcast for around two years now. If you want deep emotional connection with someone then it really needs to start off with authenticity. And authenticity is kind of the exact opposite of like the whole dominance masculinity thing. Authenticity is the opposite of keeping it all together all the time. Although those two kind of go hand in hand. I'll explain more about that later. Authenticity is talking about what's happening in the background for you. It's talking about what's real. It's not stepping over the negative things that are happening in your life because you think somehow it's going to be off-putting to the person that you're dealing with, right? You bring to the table what moves and inspires you. You bring to the table what's bringing you down and having you in a state of grief. Now, this is useful for a number of reasons, but I think one of the most important is that people pick up on this stuff. If you're hiding something, if you're trying to hold emotions in, it comes out in a lot of other ways. And you see this explained in more detail on the show Lie to Me, for instance, right, where you have the human lie detector and he's telling you how to pick up on lies that other people are telling. Our bodies find a way to communicate everything that we're trying to hide verbally. 
And when we come across someone that's obviously trying to hide something, and we can tell based off the body language and the subtle cues that they are giving off, because our brains have been trained since birth to pick up on those things, that we look at them as danger signals, right? I can't trust this person. He's not telling me the full story. All of a sudden, trust is gone. Dating you is dangerous. There can be no attraction. And that's critical, right? That's critical. The reason why we don't keep our cards close to our chest is because it kills attraction. When other people have to stop and try to guess what's going on in your mind, sometimes that's taken as a danger signal. And I know for me, if I can't read someone, that's unsettling for me. I don't want to hang out with that person. And by the same token, if she picks up on something that you're holding back on, she's going to get suspicious. And women, women have a legitimate reason to be suspicious and afraid when on dates, right? Because they get kidnapped and serial killed. And all of this is happening because of men. So odds are, even if you are attractive to her, she's not going to take any chances with you. I have female friends that text their friends the destination that they're headed to on dates just in case the person that they're dating ends up wanting to murder them. So, yeah, uh, legitimate fear and vulnerability and authenticity are really your best access to attraction because it removes that roadblock. And if you want that kind of leadership, if you want the kind of deep connection with the deepest, oldest part of her brain, then we're going to bring it back to what Brandon McMillan was talking about, what I've been talking about for years and years and years. You need to be free with your emotions. Now, I get it. As guys, a lot of us have a lot of programming. We were raised a different way, right? This is not safe territory for us. It feels very fucking uncomfortable to do that, especially in front of someone that we're attracted to. And if you want help removing those mind blocks, head over to greatdateguy.com, click on the packages button, and then redeem your strategy session. That's offered to you completely cost-free, and you and I will talk about where you're at currently, where you want to be, and what you can do to bridge the gap between those two things so that you can finally get the dating life that you've been dreaming of, so you can finally stop being overlooked. So when you run into someone that you're really attracted to, your brain doesn't shut down and like just flake out on you, and you're left just twiddling your thumbs hoping maybe they notice you, but also secretly hoping they don't because you wouldn't know what to say or do to get their attention. And that is all the time that we have for today. I trust that you got something out of this podcast, that you learned something new or you got a good refresher on the basics and the foundations here. I think it's especially important to revisit this stuff because I forget it routinely. I'm constantly relearning previous breakthroughs that I had years ago that I thought were handled, but now proved to be really, really relevant. Um, so, yeah. A little refresher now and again, generally a good thing. And as always, if you got something out of this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend or talked about it or left to me a review and let me know exactly what you think. Um, yeah, or send me a message. If you go to greatdayguy.com, there's actually the ability to just chat with me directly. Little orange box in the bottom right-hand corner. 
I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. I hope you have an amazing weekend. And thanks, as always, for listening. I really appreciate you. We'll catch you around in the next episode.